We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. He looks better than Kaká did when he played on Orlando. Oh, no, early Kaká was great. You mean Kaká that pulled his hamstring every game 10 minutes into it? Uh, Only after he got the penalty, though. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday, March 21st, by J.D. Bazo and Daniel Bramlett to talk about a very exciting three-game Major League Soccer slate on Saturday that is taking place during an otherwise known as international break. But we all know Major League Soccer does not break for anything. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's broken, but it doesn't break. That's right. That's right. Um, we have, obviously, a few kind of key absences of the guys of the, from the teams that we have. We've got, uh, like I said, a three-game slate that starts at the always normal 5.55 p.m. Eastern with uh, Colorado at Dallas, and then two 7.30 games, Orlando at the Red Bulls and the Columbus Crew visiting the Philadelphia Union. Um, So yeah, we do have a few international absences 
but it doesn't seem like there's anyone on this slate JD that like I was dying to play and I'm not quite going to be able to because of this international stuff. Is, am I missing anybody that I should have been locking in? If if Kaku played, I would have considered him pretty heavily against Orlando. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, anyone on Red Bulls is in play in this slate for sure. So yeah, that's kind of the way I was looking at it though. Like with the way that um, the Red Bulls are, like you can pretty much play anyone who's out there, like home against Orlando. Like even if half the team was missing, I would just play the other half. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so. I know he's usually the the goal guy that we go to, and I'm just going to stay with the Red Bulls. But um, JD, do you think BWP is going to be popular enough where you actually shouldn't have him? Um, where you actually shouldn't have him because you need to play a little different in the tournament. You mean right? Like it seems like he's the the easiest bet for a goal on this slate. The problem I always have with BWP is no matter how good his odds are for one goal, he never scores twice. That's not exactly no. true. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Maybe every time I have him, he either, <laughs> he never, I've never had a multi-game Bradley Wright Phillips or multi-goal, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to use probably BWP in cash games for sure. And obviously tournaments, you can always go off the wall, but, um, BWP is probably a, a safe bet for most lineups just because he's affordable um, in this like price structure this week where we have a lot of decent options that are cheaper. So yeah, it's I, hard I, to I fit. I agree with you, JD. Like I, 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 for 8,400, I'm going to play BWP everywhere. I mean, it's just he's a guy that I expect to pay like the high nines or even low tens for. So I, I'm really surprised he's cheaper than Andres Ivan. It's, it's really <laughs> both my mind. Yeah, well, they, I mean, Yvonne's probably not even going to play, so. Um, I mean, the the matchup is obvi- obviously excellent. I just found myself kind of more interested in the Dallas guys. Um, and it's not like the Dallas guys have a great history of not disappointing either. But, um, J.D., do you think, like, BWP is going to be higher owned than Berrios? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, BWP, the nice thing about him, like, you might think he's goal-dependent, but he also can make some plays, too. I mean, he at least has the assist potential. Um, he'll shoot. Unfortunately, I don't think he's on penalties most times. Yeah. But um, it, it's not like he's totally one-dimensional like maybe Kai Kamara would be. I mean, at the very least, I'm giving him, like, 1.5-dimensional. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's enough for me when he's playing Orlando. Right, 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 right. At home against Orlando, it's just it's, it's tough to see anything. It, if he doesn't score, I'd be shocked, and I think you might actually get that two goal game finally that you've been waiting for so long, Andrew. Year, years, it's feel, felt like. Um, Daniel, he where almost else? scored twice last game. He almost scored twice last game. He his every he twice all the games exactly, exactly. He is an almost brace all the time. But <laughs> um, where else are you looking for uh, in forward there, Daniel? Uh, I kind of been with JD on the, I'm slow in my role on Barrios. I've been playing him pretty much all season. I've been getting him in and, and he's just, he doesn't seem to be as essential to the Dallas attack this year. Uh, I might actually go a little cheaper in the, in the Dallas front line and look at, uh, Baji who, mm-hmm. despite being kind of a goal dependent player, not the most explosive 
for 5,800, it's looking pretty nice for me. That one jumped out at me for sure with Baji. And it was kind of like, do I really want to go into a cash game with Dominic Baji and Bradley Wright Phillips as my two forwards? Baji's like really frustrating player. I mean, he blows so many chances, but then sometimes he looks so good, just especially because of his speed. But uh, right, and along, uh, you know, you can go even cheaper and, and hit that Red Bulls. I think with Yvonne expected to not play, uh, we have Casaras uh, pr- as the projected starter on Rotowire, and he's down there at forty nine hundred. That's even cheaper uh, for a you know team that you're going to expect to just romp. He has to have some assist upside. I'd feel. I I was not projecting him to start, I guess, but if he does, that's definitely in play for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like the Red Bulls are like the toughest team to like figure out who might actually play, just because. I guess they don't have Champions League coming into it, so it makes it a little easier. But I don't know. The one guy that, and I'm actually like embarrassed to bring him up, but I'm only doing it because he happens to be forward eligible, is Dylan Serna. Who like had that one game with like uh, was eleven crosses against Seattle, which is kind of a weird game in itself. But like fifty two hundred for a forward spot that you know he's definitely more of a floor play than anything else. But um, I'm not sure there's anybody like in the like I'd rather pick him than Dom Dwyer. Yeah, don't be embarrassed about that. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, and he he lined up at left back last game, did he not? Uh, he might have. Yeah, I he, believe- was, he was there in the pregame off the formation. I didn't get a chance to double check it um, against Sporting KC, but but yeah, he he you know it's not unheard of. We've seen guys that are forward eligible at line yeah. up as a fullback, uh, you know, yeah. everywhere every once in a while, and uh, you know, I think that helps his cross floor. I think that helps his cross floor. So like, I, he might actually be a better floor option than Baji. Actually, the more I think about it, and yeah, on this topic about a good cross floor and uh and whatnot maybe not a true forward i think chris mueller at 4600 for orlando i know the matchup's bad but mueller looks really good this year and he remains on some pieces even though nani is in the lineup um so i mean the red bulls are going to probably dominate possession and dominate orlando but that doesn't mean we can't get enough points from mueller um to make him worth throwing in that second forward spot yeah you took that one right out of my my next question, because, like, I don't think you're going to go in with a Mueller-Cerna lineup, but it sure gives you plenty to do elsewhere. The problem is you'll probably just end up playing BWP in a utility spot <laughs> right, right, right. just because you have the money. Um, any thoughts on Kai? I just think there's better choices. Yeah, yeah Kai, on the road, I can't do it, but he... Even at home, yeah. He started off against Sporting and had like two shots on goal right in the first 10 minutes. And I had actually pivoted to him because I was way behind and Johnny Russell was out anyway. So I I should have gone Rubio, obviously, because he scored. But I went Kai and I was like, oh, he's off to a good start. He might get something. And then he got a yellow card and completely just disappeared from the game. It was really disappointing. It sounds like a pretty standard Kai Kamara game. (laughs) Right. I will throw out uh, Zardis not expected to play. He's with the U.S. team. Nico Hansen, if he's in there, you know, not completely out of the uh, realm of possibility. What do you think? Yeah, but I don't think he's going to start. I think Rubinho and um, Pedro Santos and then up top, it'll probably be Mullins or um, I believe it's J.J. Williams. Mm-hmm. So even cheaper, even better. Yeah, because I don't think he might get a value play from that Columbus front line. 
Oh, you definitely will. I mean, Mullins, I, I'm not really a huge fan of. Um, J.J. Williams is a pretty promising young guy, and he's huge. Um, it seemed like he was kind of overtaking Mullins in the preseason, but at the same time, I think they'll defer to the veteran for the start here. So mm-hmm. 300's fine. Um, and Mullins has had huge fantasy games in the past. He also has had a ton of, uh, like, zero ones and twos. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, – I'm probably staying away from that Columbus forward line at least. I mean, Rubinho is is pretty exciting player, and he replaced Miram last game. Yeah. Um, took two shots, five tackles, one, two interceptions, got a cross, a foul drawn. I mean, he kind of stuffed the stat sheet a little bit, almost got to 10 points. Um, so he's worth looking at. I, I feel like almost everyone's going to have a second forward that's either – hyper goal dependent or it's like an underwhelming option like this so <laughs> right right. right um well if we have two cheap guys and we got plenty of midfielders to pay up for i mean you've got one more guy oh sorry yeah i david Akam could start in philadelphia because uh, all their forwards are gone um and i don't think fafa pico is even listed as forward eligible which is strange yeah uh, if a com gets in there, he's worth a look at 6,300 for sure. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, how do you prioritize these Red Bulls midfielders? Cause they all seem like they're great plays. Uh, Royer and then, uh, Rzedkowski. Yeah, Sim- I agree. Simple as that. All right. It's, it's, I mean, Moyle scored twice, I think last game, but it's tough to fade Royer ever. I think, would he be on the PKs? Yeah, he usually is. Yeah, I would assume so, yeah. How many can you play? Uh, how many can you click on, dude? <laughs> how many would you play? That's there. <laughs> I'd, honestly, if you want to go almost entirely Red Bulls, that's cool with me. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying, although I, I'm definitely going to... I have to save a spot for Pedro Santos, I feel, but uh, his, his four is just too consistent in, in a really good matchup, even on even on the road. Are they on the road or are they yeah. at home? Yeah, sorry. Too good of a matchup. He's at home. It's I got to have Santos in, I feel like. He might even be the first guy in my lineup. Wow. I, feel, I think Kowski is almost a, a cheaper Santos. You save 1200 bucks, and I think he's a, a similar type of uh, guy that can – gets uh, points a lot of different ways. And I mean, Santos has what one goal in his MLS career. That's a season and a half long at this point. So he does look, <laughs> he looks more dangerous this year and I really like him, but um, I he don't has more uh, 15 plus cross games than he does have goals. Right. Right. I mean, his confidence is much higher under Caleb Porter than it was under bear halter. So I, I do think he's a good play. Um, I just want to throw, or is it Kowski in there as many times as I can so I can keep mispronouncing his name? <laughs> um, I mean, that's what we do here. That, that's what the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer podcast is famous for. That's right. Leagues, right. That's right. Um, the so I mean, loading up on like guys like Pedro Santos or the Red Bulls guys leaves you without the the Dallas ones and like homie in Colorado seems like not the situation to fade. But, like, how... Especially getting that lineup an hour and a half earlier, too, right? Right, right, right. These right. guys, like, yeah. Um, but, like, how deep could you even really go with Dallas? Like, Mascara has been on set pieces a little bit, but 
he's sharing them with Barrios, and it's not really leading to like huge cross games anyway. So, like, are we really going to end up just like not having any Dallas exposure, at least in the attack? Maybe. I mean, you could have Pomichol as well, but Dallas is missing their two of their three midfielders. Yeah. Um. And I I don't know that they're necessarily somebody you have to go out and get any single one of those players. I do like Barrios if you can fit him in. Um, Mascara, for his price, I'd rather go elsewhere. Yeah, and... I'd, play, I'd play Royer or uh, Chatkowski over uh, over uh, Mascara, I think, here. Oh, for sure, and like a number of other players. And Pomico, I think, is a little bit... Uh, the hype train's a little out of control. He's a good young player, but he's not someone I have to use in my DraftKings lineup. Yeah. He had no shots... Uh, two out of the three times he touched the field this year. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. It's just, yeah. Okay. They just seem like a situation where, like, are there any values that are coming out of Dallas because of the missing guys? Not really. Cause like the, the main set piece guys are there. Yeah. I mean, Pomichol is a value at 4,700, but you don't need to, to shove that in your lineup this week. Right. 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 If, I, if I'm, I agree with you there. I don't think you're going to need a 40, a sub 5k midfielder necessarily. And I would love to hear your thoughts, J.D., uh, on Pomichol versus Aronson. Because Aronson debuted for Philadelphia, scored a goal against the champs, slightly deflected. But his price shot up to the mid-4,000s also. Uh, if you had to choose between one of those two, which way you go? I'd probably go Aronson. I mean, just he has the momentum behind him. I think Pomichol is a little bit better right now. I mean, he's probably, what, two or three years older? Um, I'm not positive. But Aronson, like, yeah, he scored a goal, but that goal wasn't, wasn't that impressive. Like, I mean, Guzan, it was another kind of uh, not a great effort from Guzan, but it was very GIF-worthy. Um, it right, made the- right. GIF of the year so far. <laughs> um, I don't know. Aronson's fine. I mean, so Aronson's only in play because Fabian looks like he's going to be out once again um, for stepping on somebody and MLS didn't want to hurt ticket sales for Philadelphia, so they're waiting like two weeks from when it happened to actually release that information. It just kind of leaked out today, I think. Um, a little shady for the yeah, Philadelphia that's, fans. That's interesting, because someone, we had a Philly fan in the Discord this morning who was saying he thought Fabian might play as like a striker up in front of, and Aronson would stay in that 10, you know, feeding Fabian balls. But you're, I, I have not heard that news. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, so it sounds like a disciplinary committee since he kind of intentionally kind of kicked. I mean, some people think it was questionable, so take it for what, what it is. But um, it, it sounds like they're going to keep him out another game, but they haven't announced it. And he sat out last week, so they've had a plenty of time. They've had like a week and a half to release the news. There's been a disciplinary report since it happened. Um, he wasn't on it. But I, I do suspect that they just want to keep – I mean, that's Philly's biggest signing ever, and I suspect that they wanted to sell some tickets, help Philly out, and I don't know. Do you think, MLS, would you play him if he's if he's cleared to go, though? Fabian, for sure. He'd yeah, be one of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'd probably get set pieces back, obviously, and probably even with his miss, he might stay on PKs. Who knows? He should. I mean, he sh- he's a huge focal point, one of the biggest focal points of any attack in the league. Um, he's kind of like Federico Higuain, who's um, ironically on the opposing team um, in his prime for Columbus. Like everything ran through him, everything's going to run through Fabian this year in Philly, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame uh, with Fabian. His he because probably because of his ownership 
you know, early, I don't, I don't know all the DK algorithm secrets, but, uh, he was cheap. You know, when the, the first couple slates, uh, they had him in the, the 4,000, 5,000 range, his prices come up even without really get the production, you know? So we never really got to take advantage of that cheap new guy in the league with him kind of disappointing, but hmm. 7,400, you still like it? Oh, definitely. Like I said, he'd be the, probably the first player in my lineup if he was playing. Yeah. It's, he's 7,400 still pretty cheap for that. And even the matchups, like not the worst one that. No, I missing Will Trap. They're missing Zach Steffen. I mean, those are two huge players right there. They've got a defender out in Waylon Francis, although that might be addition by subtraction. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, Columbus it isn't like full force either. And Zardis is out, which doesn't really hurt them defensively, but that just takes a threat off the field in the attack. Right. And it's not like we're looking to roster whoever take whoever will or is replacing Will Trap. No, Will Trap. I mean, is shutting down the Philadelphia yeah, attack. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, do we think? Um. Do we think we get any cheap defenders out of that? Like, does Jimenez get a, the start? Well, I don't know where he's listed on DraftKings because he's almost always a... Oh, he is a defender. Yeah, he is he's a, a mid Externally for the uh, season-long game. Yeah, a 3,600. Not not that we're talking defenders already, but that's interesting. Yeah. He's really not, like, that offensive of an option or anything. So, But if you're desperate, you can put him in, sure. It's DFS. There's always some level of desperation somewhere. Hey, he'll, he'll get a point when uh, Fabian stomps on his ankle. Right? There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. If he's on the field. <laughs> right. Um, I assume... Iguain as well is a good option. Yeah. Not a great option, but a good option. Yeah, I've always felt that, like, do you go Santos or Iguain, Santos or Iguain, and... Uh, you know, early on, I used to lean Iguain, but I'm kind of leaning more Santos these days, even though I, I would expect uh, Iguain to take a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean, Ig- Iguain's on the wrong side of the age curve. Yeah. Uh, JD, what's what's the call on Nani? Yeah. Um, speaking of wrong side of the age curve with Nani, geez. Nani takes a lot of flack since he signed in MLS, and I don't really understand why, because he looks really good. But, like... Like, a, physically, he looks good, or just, like, like he's not playing yes. particularly well? He looks better than Kaká did when he played on Orlando. Oh, no, early Kaká <laughs> was great. You mean Kaká that pulled his hamstring every game 10 minutes into it? Uh, only after he got the penalty, though. <laughs> no, Kaká was great when he was healthy, and I think Nani is making a lot of plays as well when he's in there. It's not like he's going to completely burn people but um i i honestly think nani is a good play at 4400 and he's not even a terrible play in season long where i'm sure he's much more expensive uh, i'm having a hard time with the matchup but i do like the price uh i just haven't seen it necessarily from nani yet but it, he it's funny his price has gone down I, he's the opposite Instead of Fabian, he he came in at the high six thousands, and now he's down to forty four hundred because he hasn't produced. So, I'm tempted, but the matchup makes it a little tough for me. I mean, he created two chances last game, which isn't, I mean, great, but it's more than most people that you consider this week probably. Yes. Yeah. I guess. He's definitely involved. Both chances he created were considered big chances. Um, at thirty five completed passes, he drew three fouls. 
Um, I think most of the peripheral stuff is there. He might not be cutting inside and, like, crushing shots like he used to. Um, but I think he's a little bit of a playmaker, and he can feed Dwyer. He can, uh, Especially if he ever overtakes Mueller on set pieces, which is totally in the realm of possibility. Um, I think he's a great play. I mean, it's tough in this matchup, but... Yeah. Speaking of Orlando, what's the call on the Sasha Kledgedon revenge game? Nah, I'm fine leaving that out. Someone else can take their chance on that. <laughs> Daniel, you yeah, jumping in? Uh, I'm going to play Nani over Sasha. Yeah, yeah. JD convinced me. <laughs> I'd rather have the Kellen Acosta revenge game for 3500 than the Kleshton revenge game. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, it. That's, that's the underrated one for sure. I mean, Kleshton is just like uh, the Red Bulls could run circles around him before he even found where the ball was. Yeah. Is, is Acosta a revenge game or is it a please take me back home to Dallas with you game? Like, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. Um, I bet Luke would love to have him back. Yeah. I think the, like Acosta kind of jumped out. Um, I probably wouldn't play Benny Failhaber, but like 3,600 is not bad. But it seems like the issue with those guys is there are just so many better midfielders to play. Like you're almost wasting a spot, even though you get salary to then do nothing with like these guys, like just don't even show up on the radar because we kind of have the money and the midfield. They're like, there are plenty of midfielders worth playing that like, why am I playing Kellen Acosta or I guess we're not really playing not or. So he looks like he might not play as the flu. Um, maybe he will. I'm not sure. But Acosta is a guy that can like put up points a lot of different ways. Um, he usually shoots. Um, last season when he got traded to Colorado, he had like a couple great games in a row. He was on fire. Um, so he creates, he shoots, and he gets tackles, um, fouls drawn, crosses, whatever you want from that. So I, I don't think he's like a bad play even in a vacuum. Um, I wouldn't let the price like make you think he's a bad play, but he's definitely not like a top eight option. Right. Yeah, but by like if you're gonna mix things up and throw in a couple lineups, I could totally see putting him into one of them. Yeah, and if you are spending up for two expensive Red Bull pieces, like I, I just sort of put a or three even like I put a mini dummy dummy lineup together with Bradley Wright Phillips, Royer, Murillo, and then you know Santos Rubinho and a four K defender. And I'm left there with only 4,300 for my goalie and utility. So, I, I mean, I could see myself, you know, taking a flyer on a utility down there at the sub-4,000 midfield, sure. Yeah. Is Mario Maybe gone? I, in that price range. I think Mario's on international oh, duty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just threw him in because he was the most expensive. But, yeah, I don't right. expect him yeah. to play good call. I mean, you could, Duncan's pretty close, right? Right, right. Same, same, yeah. be one of those great Connor Lee days. See him still here. <laughs> they may be over. They yeah. Be over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Please. are there any, uh, any midfielders we didn't discuss that we should? I think we pretty much covered it. It seems like, yeah, they're just, this is a three game slate, so we're probably not going to see a whole lot. Um, are you going to pay up for Kyle Duncan? Mm. It just seems like MLS is just void of like mid or defenders. I ever want to pay up for. The days of paying seventy three hundred for Graham Zuzi are long gone. Well, 
The thing is, if you had like a three-game Premier League slate, which had like a lot of underwhelming teams in the Premier League, there's probably not many defenders you'd want there either. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I I do like Duncan enough that I would pay up for him, but there's other options. It's not like he's the only option. Yeah, I think you need the assist at that price, but I think he has a really good chance to get it. Uh, you know, you know, I love my uh, MLS hockey assists, so. You never know. You can always get one of those. Anybody can. So, I saw Duncan last year in the game he tore his ACL in Orlando. I think that's the game he tore his ACL. Um, Red Bulls threw out like a B squad against Orlando. And I thought Duncan was really good. Good enough to pay 5900 for? Uh, you're going to probably have the money. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. I mean, Awful is an option. Hollingshead is an option. Pedroso, Ziegler takes penalties. But what else? What else are we really looking at? I like a couple cheaper guys. I like I like Kai Wagner at four K flat. He's uh, he's been pretty uh, involved for Philly so far. Yep. And uh, I also don't mind. It. Uh, he he got the start last time. And, and again, I don't like this matchup at Red Bulls, but. Oh, Ruan. Ruan, yeah. So I would throw Ruan out there at 3,800 for sure. Ruan's really exciting. You look like you yeah, just you... took those right out of my dummy lineup here. Oh, Ruan I'm sorry. Ruan. My bad, Andrew. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, he had a big price hike up to 3,800. Yeah, he's up 1,000 to 3,800. So, I, you know, you got to take consider that. But I can't wait for everybody to play Sorrow because he has two goals. <laughs> right. Game watch. Ugh. Yeah, I, I see. I mean, because of uh, Wagner and Ruan, there was just no reason for me to think like, oh, maybe I'll go pay fifty eight hundred for Harrison a fool away to Philadelphia or. Yeah, but I think it's a much better chance at a clean sheet than Ruan does. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, and I I definitely agree with that. I'm just not sure it's worth two thousand dollars. If you have the money, you might as well spend it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm. I spent it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah yep. as I'm looking at this, I don't want to be stuck down in sub five k or even really sub six k for my utility. So I'm, I'm more attracted to some of these cheaper defenders, like Andrew's saying. Yeah. Well, I guess right now I have Nani and Mueller in this lineup I'm building uh, as. Yeah. So then I can spend on whatever I want. You're, you're gonna, just so you know, you're gonna tinker yourself out of both those guys. I'm pretty sure I'll have one of them. Or yeah, I was gonna say maybe you'll keep uh, Nani, but uh, you're not gonna you're gonna build your lineup and you're gonna have like seven thousand left over, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I could just play instead of Mueller, I'll just play BWP. I have BWP. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you probably have them already. But... The thing is, I think Mueller and Nani could be like uh, pretty high level plays. Regardless of price, like if I'm just ranking DFS plays on this slate, like why are they worse than Barrios? Because they're big, big underdogs away. Yeah, but Barrios is like not a model of consistency, and sometimes he goes through an entire game and does nothing. Yeah. Like home to the Galaxy, who are bad. He had four fantasy points. Draft kicks. Yeah. I'm very cold on Barrios until he, he until I eventually inevitably get burned by not playing him on slate. But yeah, he's he's he, due to, to come down in price. Barrios is a fun player, but I feel like he and I think I've heard people say he's the first player you have to game plan for when you're playing Dallas. Like opposing teams have said that. 
But um, he's like a much better real life player um, than he is a fantasy player. Most, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, goalkeeper. Wait, before we move on to goalkeeper, let me just shout out since he's since it's a short slate and he's here, and he's one of my favorite peeps in the uh, Rotowire Discord. Uh, Falky, he wants to be the one to roster Ray Gaddis when Ray Gaddis finally scores his first MLS <laughs> goal. And uh, Falky, I hope that that uh, Saturday's the day for you, man. That's so funny you say that because like I was going down the list and I'm like, wow, Ray Gaddis is only 3,500. I'm like, why do I have a positive feeling about Ray Gaddis? And I'm like, oh, I know exactly why. And you just, you just explained it. Yeah. That's Mbizo might uh, play too. Um, He's 3000 for Philly. Uh, Yeah. I could see Valdo pulling that move. Oh, well. Uh, Goalkeeper. Are you going to just go with Robles because you can? Did you think I said Ibaso? I said Mbizo, who is a player. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying Ivaldo was going to play I- Mbazo. <laughs> oh, I yeah, he could, maybe. Yeah. I didn't, men- does, I didn't mention Ibaso will score. Block. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, goalkeeper? <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? It's Tim yeah, Howard, maybe. right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> as much as I love Jesse Gonzalez, just for 200 more, I'll take Robles for sure. Yeah. Well, Gonzalez is gone, so you'll need to go with Mauer. Mauer. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, Andre, the fun, and um, we're not sure if it's going to be this Carlos dude or this Matt Freeze dude. I think it's Carlos. Um, oh, what's his last name? It doesn't even matter. He's just Carlos on DK, yeah, so. Carlos Coronel, yeah. Coronel, yeah. I knew something like that. Um, Seems like it's the week of backup goalkeepers with all this international duty. Yeah, and Bendik is in too. If uh, assuming Stefan is still hurt, which he is because he dropped out of U.S. camp. Yeah. Um, But don't play in row. There's like almost no reason to do that. Is there? There's no thought that Tim Howard wants to show everybody he should still be in the national team picture. No, I mean, he's ready to retire from the Colorado Rapids. So. <laughs> yeah, he does want to show everyone he's still in the national team picture, but the problem is he's not still in the national yeah. team picture. So. Yeah, we need to give Guzan the Howard treatment and get him out of there, too. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That's a whole other pod. Yeah. Um, all right. Did we miss anything? I think we're pretty good. I mean, yeah, obviously the lineups are going to be important this weekend, but I, I do think if you – Look around and do some research, um, whether it's blogs or Twitter or the subreddits for the different teams. Um, I think it's pretty clear almost every single person that's going to play if you do some research on the international absences. So I don't think it's a week where we're like expecting random rotation that's going to be hard to predict. I think we can kind of tell who's going to play, but it's always good to have like one backup plan in that Columbus-Philadelphia or... Orlando Red Bulls game if you're going heavy in the first one and could get stuck with without a plan B. So yeah, I'd, I'd say the chalk construction is going to be to wait for the uh, the big favorite in the in the later window of the slate. So if you're looking for a GPP, you know, contrarian type thing, go heavy on that first game and stack Dallas and and hope they romp and and Red Bulls has a slow day because yeah. I do think the the chalk is going to be to wait and just have minimal Dallas exposure and mm-hmm. I don't expect much many Colorado plays at all to be honest. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely true. The It's weird because Dallas, I think people have liked the way that they play. They're controlling the game with possession. Um, they look really fluid and comfortable with each other, but the, the goals have not followed, and it doesn't really seem like the goals are going to follow. And, and neither it, have the DFS points, really. No, it's not. so it, it's really tough to put faith in Dallas, um, but the matchup is okay. It's it's good, but it's like with the way Dallas is playing, I don't have any confidence they can take advantage of it. So I almost see it more as like an even DFS played with a, a slight favorite to Dallas. But when it comes down to picking, like stacking Dallas, I'd be super nervous. But you're right. That's obviously for those reasons would be the contrarian play that could really put you ahead. Love it. Love it. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up, questions for these guys you can find jd on twitter at dfs mls uh you can find daniel at trippin without the g trippin b underscore um i'm at rotowire andrew these guys are uh generally in the uh rotowire uh, subscriber discord as well if you'd like to join just go to rotowire.com slash chat and there's a single link there to get you in so gentlemen thank you for that and good luck this weekend good luck everybody thanks listening to the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com soccer for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.